Hello there. It's me. It's us. Uh, we have returned, you chicken thigh dunderheads. It's episode 58. Um, we talk about Licorice Recoil episode 7 and the many ways it made us feel. I talk about The Girl from the Other Side, an anime I just started watching and don't know its history, as is revealed to me in the podcast. Grant talks vehemently about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. There are a lot of words he has on it, so prepare yourself for that. Um, Newsfeed, there's Ryan Gosling stuff, because that should be at the top of the list. There's weird Warner Brothers meltdown DCEU stuff, um, lots of interesting stuff happening there. Uh, and then we cover Mob Psycho episode, or season two, episode six, Fully Cooly episode three, and Grant has some strong things to say about Call of the Night. And we're also curious on if other people are feeling some things about Call of the Night, so tune in for that. And then we end the podcast on, you guessed it, another Q&A. Thank you so much for your questions. Um, we're happy to see that we have people that are interested enough to ask questions. So we're going to keep doing the segment. Um, thank you again and enjoy. up there kinsmen of mine oh you know you know looking forward to the podcast you like the kinsmen yeah i do like the kinsmen. god how's your week going it's a good gentle it's a good gentle <laughs> weight into the podcast usually i'm a i'm a chicken or i'm a freaking you know, yeah. i'm something you know, i think last size. week i think last week i called the audience libertines in the intro <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah I, I will say, I try and find, like, violent terms of endearment for you, and I think slowly for the intro, the way I address the audience, is I'm just slowly insulting them more. Mm. You know what I mean? And I don't know if there's a point where it's like, they're all in on the joke, or if they think they're actually being insulted, but I think we will find the answer in our listenership numbers. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, having a good but week? How's my week going? My week's going, yeah. yeah, my week's going good. It's, uh, you know busy and uh lots of not as much anime this week a lot of anime adjacent stuff but uh, mm. yeah no it's been good who's been good. adjacent see what i did there see <laughs> oh <my God>. that's <laughs> why that's why the people come to listen actually we barely do puns on this podcast mm. we're not very punny at least not intentionally yeah very rarely um yeah a lot of anime adjacent stuff i feel like there's a lot of interesting news stuff Actually, maybe it's not a ton of interesting new stuff, but this is going to be an interesting podcast because mm-hmm. we have another Q&A segment. Yes. We're going to do that at the end. Thank you to people who uh, put in questions. Um, stoked about that. Seemed to work well last week, so we'll keep, we'll keep the mm-hmm. Q&A going. But maybe we could start with our current kind of Saturday morning anime, which mm-hmm. is Licorice Recoil. What is it? Episode 7 we just watched? Oops. Yeah. Episode 7. All right, mild spoiler warning. What'd you think of the uh, of the episode? So, <clears throat> good episode. I do. I found something weird with the machinations of this episode. Mm-hmm. It felt like in the front end they were really hitting us like, oh, like we're getting like a big reveal of something, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it, it almost felt like kind of breadcrummy, mm-hmm. you know. Leading, maybe 
I guess kind of like as a whole in the six episodes, but more so last episode. But when we kind of got to the moment in the reveal, and again, you know, we had a spoiler warning there, but like when we find out that, uh, is it Mika and Yoshi? Uh, and Yoshi are like, we've seen them meeting up over the past various episodes, and you know, it's we figure out the link between, you know, Chisato and the Allen Institute, and it's Yoshi. Like, it, it kind of just fell a little flat for me. I think it was very clumsy, like the scene itself. They were trying to juggle like a serious spying moment to some, you know, background, like goofy comedy, you know, like hiding in the bushes and mm-hmm. like also like trying to throw in some fan service at the same time. It was very mm-hmm. jumbled and it kind of just like as the episode ended, it was like it was just very front facing. Like There was no surprises. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah. shockingly, maybe not shockingly. I, I agree with that completely. Like I felt like I was definitely supposed to care more about mm-hmm. this reveal than I did. Um, I guess, and you know, we gave a spoiler warning, but I guess the reveal is that Yoshi is the link Mm -hmm. and that's cool. But like, they've been so coy with like, what is the, like, what are the Allen children? Mm -hmm. Why is it relevant? What, what is it with the missions and the necklace and the, you know what I mean? Like, it's all interesting. Don't get me wrong. But like, I don't think they've done a really great job of like making the viewer like, I'm dying to know, you know what I mean? Like, Think about Attack on Titan early on being like, I gotta know what's in that basement. Like, no one... Is anyone clamoring for this shit? Like, it just felt like, uh, I don't know, kind of lackluster. Like, maybe it could just be the way I read the situation. But, you know, like, as the audience, we know... We know the connection, right? They've they've been very heavy... Like... I wouldn't even call it heavy hand. There's just a reminder every episode that he's the man in the chair. Like, the evil man in the chair. He's clearly, you know, mm-hmm. the, the big bad. You know... And I think maybe the expectation you would think in a typical story was, you know, we would be getting a, a bigger reaction out of Chisato. Or, yeah. or we'd be getting a more explosive reveal. And it's kind of just like, it's it's a little more calm and reserved, but it clearly she's still out of the loop. I think that's the thing. I think there might be like another episode to come where it does click for her. And then I think that's going to be the real, you know, explosive moment. Like what, you know, really propels the story forward a little more. It just kind of feels like nothing has changed other than the fact that she knows. Yeah. And then even by the end of the episode, it's like, it's in the back of her mind and, you know, Meek is guilty and he apologizes for not telling her, but then he's still not getting into it with her at all. Like, I know he kind of doesn't know everything, but it's, it's a good episode. You know, there's, there's highs and lows. I think the hijinks of like them trying to, you know, get into the bar and, you know, the, using the, um, I'm blanking on her name, the, the little girl, like the, the hacker girl, you know, yeah, the fake yeah. IDs. And they're going back to the old lady gag with the one girl, which I've, I've never understood that character or that style of character mm-hmm. in these shows. But I don't know. It, it's, you know, it's like I said, just didn't blow me away. Like I've walked away from every episode now of like, this is a great show. I can't wait for next week. And it's just like, I can't wait for next week, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll be tuned in. This, uh, yeah. see, my hot take that probably isn't that hot on this episode was going to be that this felt like one of the few episodes that should either, that might have been better in a, like, bingeable format. Like, mm. whatever they're going to bleed into next episode. I think there's a post credit scene on this one, eh? Yes, yes, there is. Okay, you caught that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, like, whatever they're going to get into next episode, I just, it just felt like, like you mentioned, the cl- like, it was kind of clumsy. I think pacing was part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I was in my head, I was like, this all just feels kind of out of place. And maybe the next episode will, like, serve as a good pairing. 
Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I've gone this far. I want to know the answers. They're just kind of like weird right now. Mm-hmm. Does yeah. that make sense? It, yeah, it just, you know, I, I felt like I had a grasp and then now I feel like, you know, like I have questions again, but it's, it's different from the ones I had prior. Like, yeah. I think just the direction's a little, a little muddy, but the whole stuff with Majima 2 is now like, you know, that's the thing too, like everything that was said happened in the episode. Like there was no surprise. There was no... I feel like it, every episode there's just something kind of new that they're doing to the, the overall you know, right, yeah. picture of it all. Mm-hmm. And they said, I'm going to break into a police station. I'm going to plant this. Or, you know, we're going to track down this guy. We track him down and we follow. You know, it's just everything is, it's like there was a mission statement. And then by the end of the episode, everything's like accomplished. Like, wow. you know, it's, it's very. A, yeah, I have dry. not thought about it like that. But like yeah. that does, things do kind of go according to plan. Yeah. And it's for weird, everyone. Eh? For everyone, it's it's very strange, with the exception of Yoshin, I think. But even then, like him getting caught or revealed is, is very like see yeah. you later. You know, it's yeah. I don't know. It's honestly, as we talk about, it, I think it was, with before next week, I should definitely rewatch this one just to see how they blend into one another. Maybe watch them back to back. Kind of go like what you were saying with the bingeable format. I de- I definitely think this is an episode worth rewatching in general. Yeah. There's a lot of weird dialogue. And, mm-hmm. like, characters, like, running places and, like, why? Like, you know, I was getting distracted. But anyway, mm-hmm. it, it oh, sounds yeah, like absolutely. definitely one worth rewatching because it's weird, easily driftable. Like, you can kind of get distracted when you're watching something that doesn't really grab you like this show usually does. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll pick it up next week on episode eight. Still highly recommend it. It's still highly recommend it. Do you know, I know we've talked about this a million times. Is it eight episodes, ten, twelve? I actually don't know on this one. I'm. Okay. I hope it's at least at least twelve. At least because, twelve, because this is um, fun. Because at this point, too, if it ended in like eight or nine, it'd be, you know, or a little could, you know, early. 20, Twenty-four would be cool too. Honestly, like if they really stretch the story out into yeah, some, party, something man. bigger. But uh, let's no, get moist after. I'd be down. Let's do it. Um. Okay, this is a big one for me. You told me I this. Know. Yeah. Yeah. You told me this. What I think after. Were we on air? Were we recording when you told me about the girl from the other side had come out? No, I think we were ra- or we're just chit-chatting after the podcast last week. Yeah, okay. Um, so, man, I could have been better prepared for this, but there's a whole backstory to the girl from the other side, its origins of the anime, all that stuff. Like, I'll get into that at a later date. For now, I just want to talk about it. It's a new show that has just landed on Netflix. I believe it's got three episodes out right now. I only watched the pilot. Um, I won't spoil anything about the show, but I would say, here, here's what I'll tell you, Grant, not that you're going to have this problem, is like, I would watch, I recommend watching a trailer because the trailer, you know, it does a really good job of selling like one of the biggest points, strengths of the anime, and that is its animation style. Sure. But it's, I would a, watch, it's a wit, wit studio joint, right? Yeah. But I would watch it like on mute and take off subs or something. Like it, uh, like the trailer... I feel like might have spoiled a very significant amount. Um, you know how trailers can do that with some anime? We've talked about that. Like, why would they show that? That's why I'm going blind, baby. Yeah, so you're <laughs> ahead of the curve. But, I, you know, the spoiler alert, I'm going to recommend everybody watch this. But, like, I would just say check out some screenshots. Like, we posted a screenshot to our, anime, or our Instagram today. Um, check out, like, a very short trailer. Don't watch the whole thing. Or just go straight to the pilot. It's gorgeous. Um, it's got a lot of stuff that you and I, Grant, have been, like, high on lately. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got a good use of silence. It's got also good soundtracks when it decides to do that. Um, but I think above all is, like, 
the animation is so crisp. Crisp might be the wrong mm. word. It's so good. Um, it's kind of brush strokey. You know, like it when feels storybook. When the, yeah. the stills I've seen, it looks very storybook. Yeah. You know when like Mob Psycho has like it's like brush strokey moments. It's like the whole yeah. thing is like that. Um, and yeah, yeah, very storybookish, and like a very sweet plot, um, but with like a hint of. Um, danger maybe horror elements I'm, I'm not really sure where it's going but it's done really well like this is about and i'm always check careful to like check my recency bias as i always say but like i this is about as good of a pilot to me or it's close to like the pilot of two year eternity whoa that's saying a lot yeah. coming from you that's saying a lot i was really into that show obviously we talked about it a lot last year now you know what's in a pilot um you know we know they're really hard have we mentioned that but like does a good pilot guarantee an infallible show to your eternity would suggest no but like it's certainly Mm -hmm. a good sign um i don't know i would just say it has a very very strong pilot very different show than to your eternity but i just mean like it accomplishes a lot of things right it sets tone intros you characters um allows you to understand the world a little bit Without getting too much into it in the world now, is there kind of like some like a just for anyone listening, for myself too, like just kind of loose of like what's going on, like you know, you know not, like not necessarily like you know deep cut stuff, but like just front facing what's the the story about? Yeah. Okay. So, I let me see if I have a synopsis that I want to share. Um. Once upon a time in a land far away that was divided into two realms. The outside was roamed... Oh, no, see, I don't want to read too much of this. I would say it's a fish-out-of-water story of two characters that like seemingly come from different worlds somehow meeting, and they both want to go home. Mm-hmm. And it's about, I'm assuming, the chemistry and fun that ensues. Hmm. Um it actually really reminds me of Over the Garden Wall. At least the pilot does. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Do you know? Are you familiar with it? Uh, I know it by name. I don't uh, subject wise. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's. I would categorize it as like dark fantasy. It's uh, voice acted by Elijah Wood, actually. Oh. Um, Elijah Wood, like Colin Dean, Christopher Lloyd, Tim Curry's in it. Um, what year is that from? Two thousand and. 2014 um you i think you would like it um is it is it like an anime or is it like a western animation which is with an english voice cast i think it's a western animation with an english voice cast yeah it was originally broadcasted on the cartoon network which is nuts to me it's a mini series of exactly 10 episodes Hmm. um dark fantasy like i said comedy drama um the girl from the other side is like giving me similar feelings but obviously like it's a quote anime anime um i don't know man it's it's a really 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 strong start we're kind of eating right now like between this and mm-hmm. fully Cooley and all this other stuff i'm watching though this is actually new um you get the idea yeah it's dope Damn. so it's funny because you know like the the i've seen maybe i want to say like a handful of stills you know maybe under 10 and you know it, it you know in more recent memory the thing that sticks out to me when i see this is vampire in the garden 
you know, not, not, not even like the name is kind of similar, but like just kind of like the way like the screen, the screen grabs you're seeing. It's like they were kind of Vampire in the Garden was kind of positioned in a similar way. I don't think that's the story at all. Mm-hmm. You, know, you and I had a lot to say about that. That's neither here nor there. Same studio, actually. Now that I think about it, right? Really? Because Wit, Wit did Vampire in the Garden. Did they oh, not? yeah, they did. They did do Vampire so, in the Garden. Um, but anyway, so like, you know, it, it kind of like, not that I was hesitant. I took one look at it. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And I think when you and I had talked and you were, you were like, oh, shit, I, I was looking forward to that. Um, but um, I, I had seen today, someone called it a movie. So I'm wondering if those three episodes is just like split into like a movie. Yeah. I'm like, this is why I wanted to like, I said earlier, I was like, maybe I should have uh, done a little bit more research on this yeah. <laughs> because I know it was an, it was a manga. Okay. Um, and then there was something that came out and I believe in like 2019 where it was like an OVA that was, uh, or an original animation DVD OAD adapt- adaptation by wit, like back in 2019. Oh, wow. So I don't know if this is a re-release of that that's been split up or if it's like a new like full length feature that they're going to do. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We're gonna, we'll get the whole story straight on it like next week um, and we'll see what the uh, what the deal is, because I think yeah. there might just be like this might just be a dramatic retelling of like a story that's already out there. I don't know. Hmm. I'll definitely be watching this tonight. I know that. I know that for a fact. I completely went slipped up slipped my mind this week but uh when i when i saw that uh, you were gonna be talking about i was looking forward to it I, it's it just has like such a cool look to it you know the it's yeah, gorgeous and, and the interesting thing too is wit studio did a show years ago called the ancient magus bride with a similar like tall spooky you know almost like a spectral character and then like a, you know yeah. like a, a younger woman so i'm wondering if it's in a similar vein to that and i know people go fucking gaga over that over that anime and and, and manga so mm-hmm. i'm uh, there's a couple of, there's a you've kind of been jogging you know uh, my mind a lot lately because you know you talk about fully coolie and uh is it uh experiments lane serial uh, experiments lane you know you've been yeah. going back to like these more you know less well fully coolie it's like you know up there like everyone knows about it but I'm going to go back. Like, you know, we're going to be watching Death Note. Leanna's finishing up nice. um, Full Metal right now. And so I think Death Note and Cowboy Bebop are like our next. Like, we have to get through them. Attaboy. But I think after those two, I'm really going to sit back and I'm going to do some research and really go over the landscape. A lot of the, like, some of the older legacy shows and maybe some kind of like deep cuts, like, you know, uh, Serial Experiments Lane, kind of that stuff. Yeah. I, think I'm, I think I'm ready because, you know, mind you, like, we have a ridiculous fall <laughs> coming up for coverage. Mm-hmm. So I think. An older show, a calm before the storm, would be nice. But uh, as not to, to mention, be, who knows? Not to mention our Neon Genesis review that we have to do. Oh my god! Well, I got some holidays coming up, so we're gonna, we're gonna dedicate some time on those holidays but, and uh, bang that out. But yeah, no, I do. Um, I recommend that you do that. And to anyone listening, like, if you have actually a question or an idea for next week's Q and A, is like if you have questions about which like OG quote classic animes you should you should watch or you want us to recommend we could probably do a whole freaking episode on that yeah um that'd be fun but yeah no i've i found like going back and watching ava and then cowboy bebop and then this fully cooly thing um it's very different like if you remember back actually when we started the podcast i think we might have been doing the post show i started watching all these hits from the early 2000s mm. that i did i'd somehow missed probably because i was like 12 when they were coming out and they were rated R and there was no reason for me to see. Um, we had no access to that. Stuff. I mean, why would I have seen it? Right. But, but anyway, like I miss all these big Academy award winning movies and I don't know, it's really good to go back and be like, this is, this kind of shaped 
that genre, that piece of pop culture for that time. Um, and yeah, it's, it's cool to do the same thing with anime. Like if mm-hmm. you're, you've been in anime or you got into it cause you have Crunchyroll and you're watching all like the hit shows every season, do yourself a favor, go check out Death Note or if Cowboy or you know what I mean? Full Metal Alchemist if, if you haven't done that because they are classics for a reason for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what's up with you, man? Dave, I've been playing, so I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, boring. <laughs> boring. Next. <laughs> um, what, what, is that the Dragon Ball Z game? Oh my god. Uh, you're thinking of Z- uh, Xenoverse. That's the same thing, yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Xenoblade Chronicles 3, um, it's, it's, you know, it's only been out for a couple weeks. It has been one of my most anticipated games for years. Um, literally, I finished the second one, and I was like, wow, what an experience that was. Um, you know, the never played a game by the studio. It's made by a company called Monolith Soft. Mm-hmm. They are semi-owned by Nintendo. So, like, you know, it's very much in, like, the Nintendo family. You can only play these on Switch. Okay. Um, Dave, this game is just... It's been such a treat because I've, I've played both one and two. Hey, wait. I have a Switch. Yeah. You should you should play these. I have there them all in the two. They're massive. So I, it's funny. We'll get to why I think there's parts of it I think you would like in, mm-hmm. in these games. Um, but, so, I think this game has been such a treat for me is because I've, I've played pretty much the whole series... Uh, there's been things about them that I've loved. There's been things about them I've not loved. Um, the second game had a huge fan service problem um, mm-hmm. in the realms of like you know just it, it was it was typical perversion. Yeah. Well, it was anyway. It was it just what it was. There was like a lot of you know what gotcha element gotcha is like you know how. Um, like uh, uh maybe depending on the context yeah so, so like mobile games like you, you know you collect like new care like waifu collectors you know essentially like you know you roll uh you roll like a like a mystery chest you open it you unlock like a five-star character there was like elements of that in the second yes. game okay i understood like no monetization it was just all within like the in-game currency kind of thing okay so, yeah there's stuff like that in the first game you know I, the the actual fighting system i know people tend to to love the first game for that but i i wasn't a huge fan of it anyways this game has knocked the previous two out of the park, and I know I'm rambling. I'm getting to the no, no. There's no I mean, this game. Our show. It's nice when you see a company over years they have a series and they slowly, you know, eventually gets to they a point perfect it. where they perfect it and they take what like fucking worked and what and removed what didn't work. And this game is not, you know, it's not like foolproof by any means. There's mm-hmm. still. A couple quality of life things. This thing, they did so much quality of life improvement in this third game alone from the previous two that the stuff they didn't get to, it's like you took out 80% of the garbage. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. there was a, there was 100% garbage in here before. You know, I'll, I'll let it go. But um, no, the game's just been a blast. Cinematically, it's with JRPGs. Um, this is what I meant by anime adjacent. So it is like it is a JRPG. Um, What's a JRPG? Japanese role-playing game. Understood. Is that like um, Genshin Impact? Um, yeah, that would be a JRPG for sure. Yeah. Nailed it. Go ahead. Um, so, like Final Fantasy games. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Dragon Quest, uh, the Oxus. Well, the new, the new, newest Oxus game. Um, but, um, but anyway, so the previous games, like there was, you know, awesome stories in them, but it was just kind of like a little bit of clumsiness in them. But mm-hmm. this game feels like a fucking blockbuster movie 
in the big moments and then it's like an indie movie in the small moments like they really take the time to you know like interesting and you know in like a lot of these games you start off with a cast of you know like you have one character and then by the end of the game you're slowly accrued a party and you have like eight people you start off with your full like the full six characters like almost right off the bat within the first like hour and a half and you have and, and that's what i thought too i was a little worried about that i was like it might be a little too much at one time but this, the way the systems and the characters, uh, you know, it's this game is fucking awesome. I put in like 30 hours in this thing already. Jesus. I'm only in chapter four. There's probably the north of 15 chapters. Five zero you know? or one five? Five zero, probably. Okay. Um, so like, you know, like these games are massive. Like you'll be playing them forever. Or sorry. Oh, chapters. One five, not five zero. Okay. Okay. Hours. Yeah. Um, but you know, people can like I played the second game. I, I played it for almost three hundred hours. Jeez, you know, like, so just, lots of replay value. Mass. Well, no, it's just like one save file. I know some people do like New Game Plus and these kind of things, and they go over. But just the the combat is nice. So mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing. Is number two was clunky. Number one was clunky. But somehow they brought them together, and it kind of just works the best in this third game. And where I think you would like it is, it's very MMO style. Oh, like there's really? so you use you use your action there's a timer on it there's like you know you're trying to have the most effectiveness right like there's you know there's uh you know you cast damage over time on them heal over time like there's real areas. people no it's all it's all in game oh okay but it's like the it's like almost like the play style of an mmo right so you have to set your timers you know you want to you want to effectively chain off your attacks you know like a lot of games are like that but when you oh, like a the, good dps rotation kind of thing exactly in right, healing rotation okay, tank, sure, it's sure. very much rotations it's it's such a freaking blast um again the story and then the other crazy thing is you play this game and the vista what they can do on the switch and you see it on the game it blows my mind like no other game no other people making games on the switch that say like we're limited by the hardware have any business because like what this studio did with this game oh really they really pushed the limits absolutely like there's been a couple loading screens here and there but like there's very little transition it's all like full open fields you know like it's not like a playstation game there's like it's obviously limited because of the hardware like there's no arguing there of course but it's just, it's amazing. You can look in the mountain ranges and, you know, the best thing about this game is the fucking soundtrack, Dave. It is. We appreciate soundtracks. We're soundtrack oh. boys. This is the headphones exclusively when I play this game. Oh, wow. Well, that's most games. But, you know, I've been playing a lot you of handhelds. This. this is the one. Because there's just so much little, like, you know, the transition from an area, like, from transition between zones going to a battle leading into a boss fight and how they just naturally flow together. It was like it was meant to be like that. In every instance, you know, no matter like what little hiccup you run into, it's all circumstantial of how like the music will jump from one p- set piece to another. Mm-hmm. It's really really cool how like the, the the work they put into this game is is fucking awesome, um, and also the like the weeby shit has been brought down to like a two, you know, like oh. the fan servicey stuff that was like a huge problem in you give them credit in for that. the second game. You know, like there's little elements here and there. It's a jar- like it's like anime. I get it. It's there. You know, like I, I don't bat an eye in it. You know, like I'm used to it now. But it was pretty distracting in the second one, mm-hmm. and I don't even have to think about it with this one. I can just enjoy the story. And for me personally, a lot with like you know a lot of modern JRPGs where there's voice acting, there's always like a couple characters you're like, oh fuck, they could have not picked like a worse person to voice this character. Like just you know they pick like an archetype and they're either patronizing or whatever. Like. I think everyone is good across the board. Like everyone sounds normal. Mm. It's all like, like British accents and Scottish and you know and, and Welsh. Like it's all three games have been like that. Very uh, 
very uh, English and British oriented. But um, yeah, Xenoblade. Uh, honestly, man, I could I could talk for hours. Enjoying but, uh, it more or less than Elden Ring. Oh, two different. Uh, see, two different beasts. It's 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 hard to compare. Elden Ring was a community experience with Devin and Joey. Right. You know, was, you know, we were together. Like you know, for I the played, boys. It was for the boys. You know, it was like <laughs> we're queuing in Hellfire. Um, but uh, no, it was that was like experiencing the world together. This is like a solo endeavor. I'm with myself. I'm cozy. True. Got the cans on, and just mm-hmm. you know, kind of like getting getting lost in the world. But it's it's. Um, and the nice thing is, too, all three ga- like all the games, they're all you like individual stories. Like you don't have to play one and two to enjoy three. Mm-hmm. You can one hundred percent jump right into three, and just enjoy. And I think most people will because I think after playing this one, people are gonna have a real hard time going back. I think you know because they've knocked it out of the park. Like just like the quality of life stuff. Yeah, it's it's funny you're saying like a lot of this really reminds me of the most recent God of War that I played uh, earlier this year. Sure. Or whenever that was because like it you have to appreciate games that get better. Like you said, you know, the first one's good, second one's maybe not as good, but then the third or the fourth is like a home run or something. Mm-hmm. That feels like God of the God of War games were always good. And then they put out that one which was like a unanimous like amazing experience the nice thing about god of war i think the unique thing with god of war is the the previous games were a specific style Mm -hmm. of gameplay and then you know with the new one they also just like turned on the maturity like it was just like it was a mature story like there was like a lot of like really weird gross stuff in the other game there's like um like banging uh you know greeks or um you know, like ancient Greek uh, sex workers, you know, like off screen, like mini games, like little weird stuff like that. And, you know, like the, the violence and all that's more or less been the same. It's just they grounded the story and made it a little more approachable they, for everyone to play. It wasn't like, yeah, they decided a to game made for legit. dumb boys. You know, yeah. it was a game for everyone. And it was very, you know, it, it was just, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 a bit of a game made for dumb boys. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and, and girls, you know, whatever, whatever yeah, floats yeah, your boat there. Sure. But uh, it's, um, you know, it was hard. Like in this, in in number two, there's these two characters. They were like split personality, or like two, you know, two characters of like the same, you know, original being or whatever. And their chest sizes, like I felt like they were gonna poke my eyes out in the screen, like you know, from the TV screen into the real world. Like it was just, it was so obnoxious. And there's just all this, like it was just all all the emphasis was put on on the characters. And the story was there too, but it was everything was just so distracting. And I know some people say like, you know maybe learn to listen and, you know, not use your eyes. But it's like, it was clearly designed and marketed that way. And it's hard not to, you know, yeah, acknowledge yeah. it like that. That's funny. But, you know, and there's stuff like that in this too. Again, I, I feel, always feel like we're treading the same ground. Like, I'm not approved. Like, I get it. Like, whatever people are into, I fully support that. But it's, uh, I, I just think it's for the better now. Like, they kind of, they hit all the marks. You know, they cover all their fan bases. The combat is tighter. The story is more way more coherent yeah. than it's ever been and it's a cool story like it's you know i guess kind of um it's just these two like warring nations they're constantly at war um the the characters they have like a 10-year t- a life cycle and then like if they make it through like the the various you know conflicts then they get this homecoming thing and they get to essentially go like go to paradise or whatever hmm. if they can survive these 10 years and turns out that might not be you know as like <laughs> legit as they were told and kind of thing and it's three members from each side kind of have to like kind of stick together and strive 
uh, or in survive, you know, while their respective armies are chasing them. It's really cool. Like it's it's um, hmm. it's way more way more of a a modern story than I think I've seen them do before. Because like you know they they're fantasy games and there's yeah. like sci-fi elements, but they're kind of it was like a lot of older style mm-hmm. storytelling. This is way more modern i find but it's it still stays to the roots of the series so far it's really really cool i will have my cohabitant investigate i got the first two if you guys are interested just to you know to try them but like i said i think anyone listening if you haven't played the other two look them up if you really want to play them because there's some there is some loose like connected story stuff between the three but it's if you if you really want to play them just uh follow us on instagram and dm us we'll send you grant's home address yeah there you go come Um, on over i'll set you up in the living room and give it a go (laughs) but yeah no okay all right xenoblade chronicles 3 we'll we'll do some research we'll check it out um news feed yeah would you like some news yeah tell me about the gauze all right my boy the gauze (laughs) Um, I can't reveal what it is on this podcast because it is, it is sinister in nature, but Ryan Gosling and I have a connection and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, (laughs) but he was, uh, I just wanted to follow this up because like I, you know, we, we had this long winded review and discussion on the gray man last week and whether it was like a good movie or a bad movie or a good movie that somehow ended up being bad. You know what I mean? Like it's a complex topic. Um, that I still recommend you watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I somehow must have got served. You know, I think after we did our review, I was like, all right, what are other people saying? And I went and watched a couple reviews. And then I was just like in the algorithm, right? And YouTube's like, oh, you're interested in The Gray Man. Here's like Ryan Gosling's like press circuit montage and like funny moments. So I fell into that trap and I watched a little bit about it. And I want to just, this struck me as like, a, just an oddly telling thing where he, he kept running one familiar bit, which was like, he's a father now, he's a husband. People are like, oh, you don't really do these franchise movies. Like, they're talking about a, doing another one of these already. And he goes, yeah, I'm not really doing this for me anymore. I'm a father. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, he, but he's joking about it. But, he's, sure. but he keeps saying it, like, a lot. And he's like, you know, if you're going to commit to something... This guy is so bad. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's hard to tell with the bit, but like at the same, like he brought it up in just so many different contexts about like, you know, I, I've done so much cool sociopathic, I've done the Chris Evans role in this movie a million times, or sure. I've done my version of that at least. Um, it's interesting to get into this at this stage of my career and do action movies, which I've never really done before and I've you know, the Russos have been doing that for a decade, blah, 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 talking points. But anyway, I just thought it was funny because, like, that was kind of something he kept mentioning when things would get kind of loose. He's like, oh, you know, I'm not really doing this for me. <laughs> and I was like, eh, well, I mean, I could see. I, I could tell. But That paycheck just walked straight into my wallet. It was so weird. <laughs> he must have made so much bank off that. Yeah, well, um, $200 million to make that movie, I'm sure. A lot of that went to some people. It's funny how... Uh, yeah, you gotta wonder if they're gonna make many more of those. Like, they're already, they've already greenlit it again, right? But it's mm-hmm. like I would just love to sit in on like one finance meeting in Netflix and how they decide to greenlight projects because all you can see in the news right now is how they're bleeding subscribers mm-hmm. and spending too much money on original content. But all they do is double down and spend more money on original content. Like it doesn't seem to matter to them. 
Well, they did. They kind of they made some cuts specifically yes. to animation. I know that was like a big thing. They're like no more. I don't think they're doing too many original animation projects anymore. They're just acquiring stuff. Not a bad um, idea. But um, but they're they really seem convinced on uh, they... live action anime, which baffles me. Yeah. What? Ugh, man. Yeah. What a weird uh, weird take. Yeah. And like these middling like fantasy shows like what mm. yeah they've they did probably too much stand-up comedy um years ago and now they're like they've really like reined in on on that i, I don't know interesting uh company okay um have you ever heard of psychopaths uh yeah you told me you watched the first season i think you know no i watched the first few episodes and oh, never okay. got into it but i don't know I think it's big news because it's like their 10th anniversary this week and they're like, hey, fuck it. Anniversaries mean something. We're doing a movie. Damn. There you go. Psychopaths fans are eating good. Yeah, they're eating good. I, I heard the first season was very good of Psychopaths. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I remember like it. I think it's kind of a future dystopian cyberpunky anime meets Minority Report, maybe. Mm. I think there's something about like you're they're like time cops. Or like mm. cops that can only shoot guns that are something something or other, um, and yeah, I don't know. Um, Some licorice recoil, but uh, yeah. Huh. Um, okay. the The other big thing that I want to talk about is Warner Brothers, um, and like the state of the DCEU and the Ezra Miller saga. Saga. Say Jesus. You say it. You know saga? what? Saga. Yeah, say it in a sentence. Ezra Miller and the ongoing uh, controversy saga? Yes, okay. Ezra Miller saga. Dave, you sent me one of the spookiest, like, reads I've had in months with this Ezra Miller thing. I did not, but I felt so gross after reading that. So, okay, I think that this is a good, this is a good time to to mention our, our podcast last week where i think both of us were like yeah i don't think he's done anything too bad because like we didn't know we just thought he was getting fucked up around hawaii like just like chilling being like yo what's up i saw like a video an out of context video of him in a house coat yelling at a lady on the street i was like no oh man he's just fucked up it's probably not that bad <laughs> i literally picture him like on all fours like a werewolf now yeah like, so out there. so after we recorded that podcast i got curious and i looked i like I googled it, and there's a meg on the like DCEU subreddit. There's like it's like the misadventures of Ezra Miller mega it's thread. It's not, it's not funny, but it's yo like no no kidding. They needed a mega thread because yeah. there were a dozen, two dozen incidents in the last three or four years. That was an eat like minimum ten minute read going through all of that. It was it just kept going and like timestamps and dates and like. Yeah, I mean running wild, more or less. Like I think at the end of it, there's like some weird cult stuff going on. Yeah, and uh, and involving yeah. minors as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's absolute substance abuse stuff, run-ins with the cops, um, indecent exposure stuff, uh, violence. Like it's it's all over the place. Kidnapping, I think, kidnapping. Or, yeah, clearly, you know, all of this to say it's not funny, but like clearly an unhinged person who needs help. Um, and I, you know, I want to start this conversation by saying he finally put, he quote, or actually I wasn't being a dick there because I think Ezra goes by they, them pronouns. Oh, okay. But what, what I will say is Ezra finally, finally put out a statement just saying um, that, 
you know, I recognize that my recent actions have been, you know, uh, problematic, et cetera. I'm, I'm now getting, working on getting the help that I need. Um, the reason I put he in quotation marks earlier is because, like, there's no way he probably, like, they said that. It was likely a PR-approved statement. Yeah. It was, yeah, that, that was written by somebody at Warner Brothers. So the reason I brought him up is, like, they seem to be running around, like, chickens with their head cut off over there. Yeah, the over the weekend, the rumor mill was, like, running wild of, like, the leaks of what, like, behind the scenes at Warner mm-hmm. Brothers, with, like, the plans were and... Was it option? There was one. It was it was laughable to read. I think you would send it to me. It was literally a tweet of a leak of like the, there are three options of like it's either one, two, or three, and it's just like it's obviously the middle one. Like they're just gonna yeah. release it and say nothing. They're not gonna put this guy on a fucking camera. Well, you know? yeah. Here's the thing: is like if option one was like try and get him or try and get them to do like an apology tour. Um, and then like properly like promote the movie. That's one. The second one, which seems the most likely is they just don't let Ezra do press and they remove, release the movie as is maybe limited run in theater, maybe straight to HBO max, maybe not. Maybe they just try and release it worldwide sans Ezra present for press and just see what happens. And option three is like they scrap a $200 million movie, which would be probably the most expensive in history. Uh, yeah, I would know offhand, but that would be a lot. <laughs> That's a um, lot or, you know, like option four is like trying to reshoot Ezra's face with someone else, but that's just. I gonna... think that was out of the cards. Yeah, at this point. You know what surprises me based off of these, the rumor mill and these options is that Warner Brothers was not ready for this. Like, no. like at all. Like, they, this, this Ezra, Ezra's statement came out like, what, yesterday? Uh, it was yesterday or today? Today or yesterday, and this has been going on for literally three years. Like you just think that they would have crisis communication plans, scenarios ready to go. Well, the thing, the thing that makes this like, I don't take it at all seriously. Like the tweet that was that was put out by Ezra or Ezra's people, is if this was just like, you know, a little bit of like drunken, uh, you know, uh, just drunken misconduct. Or yeah, like yeah, like, well, yeah. You know, like a D, like again, none of this stuff is good. But if it was like some some small... typical celebrity slip up shit. Yeah, I feel like the tweet would be on the same level as that. But like when you read this lit and I, you know, people can go find it. We're not going to Google the mega thread. Yeah. But like you read through that and if even half of that shit is true, it's this person doesn't deserve any <laughs> like, you know, benefit of anyone's but you know. Yeah. Know, it's, it, it's a serialized escalating list. Of like violent and nonviolent crimes, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's disturbing to read, and it's just like they've been letting him fuck around, and they've been putting Ezra in uh, you know cameos in uh, I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil it for you, but he you know he's been he did the Justice League reshoot. They've used him recently, and are they you know sorry for the pronoun thing. I keep I don't know how serious to take it because it's all such a mess, but it's just so murky and warner brothers seems to be handling this so poorly um i'm so curious to do what they do or see what they do and to further complicate stuff like i don't know if they've had a new head appointed over there but like apparently the matt reeves robert pattinson batman sequel is not officially greenlit really yeah um like they put out like no 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 that was we gave him like some freedom to start writing a script. Like we we haven't put money on that. We're not committed to anything. What the um, 
They said that. Seems like a miss. But they said the only thing we're committed to right now is we're doing more HBO series. So we're going to do Peacemaker Season 2. We're going to do the Penguin spinoff with Colin Farrell. Mm. And a Green Lantern Corps uh, series. Boo. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Not interested in that at all. And then, like, the DCEU, like, like Ben Affleck is returning for Aquaman 2. Um which maybe further complicates, like, do you really bring Ben Affleck back in this weird DCEU movie um, while also having Robert Pattinson in a standalone? Like, they, like they're, that's why they were putting out statements last week, being like, don't worry, we're working on a 10-year plan. And then you've got this $200 million movie sit in the can, sitting, but you're terrified to release it. Um, and on top of all that, like, who knows if it's a bad movie? Yeah, that's your thing at the end of the day. And if... And not, like, taking shots here, but if we consider their batting average, like, it's 50-50 garbage or great. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, it could be end up end up being a very missable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I can't even remember the last one that I saw. Can, can oh, you like, imagine the headlines? It's like, Warner Brothers really stuck by Ezra for this 18% Rotten Tomatoes movie. <laughs> it's like, it could, yeah. this could go bad to worse if the movie bombs. If it's, like, just a heap of trash. Or they just put it out quietly, try and recover whatever they can. I don't know. Even if it's bad, Hollywood, man. even if it's bad, this movie has to make two hundred million dollars, right? Like it's a major yeah, DC I, film. I think I think it would make its money back for sure, but if if barely. But the problem is, how public is all this getting? I feel like more attention is being drawn to it now that he's apo- or you know they've apologized. So mm-hmm. it's uh, I don't know. That's that's a risky move. <laughs> yeah, I I am morbidly curious to see if they uh if they make this worse because i think they've really fumbled the bag on this it's impressive to see how much they fucked this up Mm -hmm. um anyway i think that's where we can leave the newsfeed stuff uh for now watch me pull a quick one on you you want to see this yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna mention two animes so fast i only have one in our show notes but i'm doing two i just want to tell you that i reached a very pinnacle point in mob psycho that i think you're gonna appreciate okay um mob psycho my 20 second update on it is like, I'm still only watching one episode a week, but I'm loving it. I'm like aiming to be like caught up and like fresh off a rewatch and some fun stuff as season three comes out. Yeah. Um, but Reagan and mob just had like a split up halfway oh, through season two. Episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. is it a game show episode? I think so. Reagan goes on uh, or like a talk show. Oh, he goes on a talk show. Doesn't he? Oh, uh, maybe he spoiled me. I don't think so. I think, um, it was like, um, Mob was hanging out with his friends. Reagan pulls him away again. And like Mob's like trying to, you know, he's getting along socially. Reagan pulls him out and it's like, come on, those people aren't even your friends. Like you need to focus on work. And like Mob just seems to be smartening up a little bit. Sure. And he just sort of calls him on it. He's like, I've asked you not to call me short notice. These people are my friends. They do like me. You're just trying to make me feel bad. And he just sort of like distances himself. And then, uh, and then yeah, yeah. Justin, I'm pretty sure Reagan. Maybe it's I swear Reagan like like hosts like a press conference or something like that, or he he ends up going on a a game show or a talk show of some sort. He episode. does he does something weird. Now I can't yeah. remember. I was really focused on the conflict between the two because it was... a good conflict too. And that's the thing too. Like when you see <clears throat> the great thing about season two is like you know after all the incident of the first season, you know Mob is like consciously trying to make a point of like not bottling himself. And mm-hmm. you can see it slowly, like, 
he's slowly yeah. opening up as as the the season goes on so like no you're right this is a huge hugely critical episode for mm-hmm. uh, for mob and then uh lastly for me is uh fully coolly i'm halfway through the first thing like the original yeah i'm on episode three um yeah you gotta watch this this is like really <laughs> up your alley i will just say it's fun wholesome it has like some absurdly comedic moments that are like almost jojo-ish but in a really great way um it's it also feels like a coming of age story like i don't know man this is one of the most cheery shows i've watched and like it's not it doesn't feel like it's trying to do that you know what i mean like you know how some shows are light slice of life sake for slice of life sake like they're trying to cheer you up and you can feel them yeah trying to yell like this is wholesome at the screen do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I'm not knocking those shows. Like, you know, I'm sure I like some of them. Um, I just, they're usually, they're usually easy to spot and yeah. it can become a little transparent. Fooly Cooly is like a, like a very typical anime, the way it starts where it's like, you know, boy, something mysterious and exciting happens to him and his life is kind of different now and what's going to happen. And you don't see it coming, but it just becomes this like, show that just kind of has me smiling like an idiot every time i watch an episode damn i don't know but it's it's i think it's really fucking cool i'm um, so excited to get check it i'm i'm well i, I got some time off there so i'm i'm gonna pack up all the yeah that i'm missing out on fully coolies on the top of that list um and also i think worth noting that the um soundtrack is all done by the same band and the needle drops on this show i think they have like one single every episode so far and they all original hit... original needle drops yeah um, damn that's cool yeah wow. the band is called the pillows and um they're really 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 good man have you since started checking out any of their stuff i'm i have two out of three of the songs that they've used from them saved on my spotify i, I don't want to touch anything i like like hearing the song for the first time on the show of course yeah then i go look yeah. up look them up but uh very strong soundtrack very fun summer show if you're looking for something like light if you can freaking find it um the original flcl fully Cooly, check that out damn right what on. a strong review from me god i'm so excited all right man what uh what's the last thing you want to talk about before we do the Q and A. The Q and A, right? I don't see that. See that promo? Yeah. Keeping the listeners engaged. <laughs> Q and A up and coming after Grant. Go ahead. Okay. Put so, them to sleep. Uh, put them to okay. sleep. I'm well, kidding. funny enough, good, good, uh, good subject matter for that. So I've been watching Call tonight. Boo. Um, boo. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> no booze. Um, <laughs> it's probably the the biggest one of the, if not the biggest show this season that people are talking. I think the big three right now are. Call the Night, Made in Abyss, Second mm-hmm. Season, and um, uh, Licorice Recoil. That seems a bit A couple right. other shows kind of in the mix in the, the mm-hmm. top five-ish. But I think definitely like the, the big ones people are talking about are those three. But So Call of the Night, um, I think, I don't know if I had said this in person to you or on, on the podcast. I am confident you would love like 60% of it and hate 40% of it you know it's it's yeah. I think the 40% stuff is too is, much it is it's a lot so and that's the thing I'm kind of struggling with this show because I think the world that has been presented in front of me is it's one of the one of the most beautiful anime I've ever seen the usage of color the backdrops like the yeah. so did it's you all say, about nighttime right did you say the nighttime stuff 
reminded you a little bit of Tokyo Revengers, or am I imagining that? Uh, yeah, well, for sure. I can't remember, because I think we're talking about Odd Taxi and Tokyo Revengers were similar in that way. Oh, but, yeah, uh, that might have been but, it. But, yeah, yeah. But definitely Tokyo Revengers too. Like, there's definitely some good night, the few nighttime scenes there was. But this is, it's just, it's almost like color. It's like the paint can is thrown at the screen. You know, like mm-hmm. the color completely takes over this show. So funny enough, I think th- I've been enjoying this show more because the, the subject matter is about like, you know, the main character wants to be away from people. You know, he just kind of feels a little lost. He doesn't like know motivation to kind of be a part of the world so he kind of just starts wandering at night meets a vampire and you know semi love stories starting to build uh he wants to become a vampire and you know that's the whole crux of the show to be turned into a vampire uh you have to be in love with the mm-hmm. said vampire when, when they uh when they bite you um so that's where the show gets weird he's a 14 year old kid she's like a vaguely like clearly like an older you know character and it's you know it's weird. Like this, the subject mm-hmm. matter is not super in our lane. It's a little irky in some instances, but Dave, the, the soundtrack, you know, like the usage of silence and the fucking, like, just like, and then like the, uh, the lo-fi beats that kind of like naturally build in the show and phenomenal OP, super stylized OP. Uh, the band, there's a really cool story. I think the, the, the rap group, I think they're called creepy nuts Years ago, one of their first music videos, they kind of based it off or paid homage to the manga in their music video. Oh, that's pretty um, cool. And then when the show was being animated, I think they were brought in to make a new OP and the closer for the show. Mm-hmm. And they were in the last episode, apparently. I was reading that online. Yeah. Um, they had had them animated and I think they voiced it as well. But again, cool. Dave, the, the style of the show is fucking incredible. Like the tremendous, tremendous animation. So clean, so fluid. Damn. Uh, the music, the color. Like, does, that, does that bum you out? Like that the animation's so strong and that you're like missing but 40%? It's, but it's not, like that's the thing too. Like <clears throat> there's some interesting, like brass tacks, it's it's weird, right? Like the, like the subject itself of like kind of like their relationship is weird. But within that, they're kind of combating, you know, like why it's wrong and like what mm. isn't, you know? Yeah. There's like a lot of fan servicey stuff, but it it feels more natural. Like, I think um, when I watched My Dress Up Darling earlier this year, I think it was kind of in a similar vein, but it all felt so real and so natural. It was between like two young people clearly falling in love with each other. Mm-hmm. This is kind of in that vein, but there's that clear like they just keep bringing up that he's 14 <laughs> in the show, and it's like right. I feel like you know, it, it's just it's one of those things. But and then so the thing above all else, above all else, the voice acting is the best thing I've heard in a long time. Really? It's fucking weird how... I don't know why I know this, but when they speak, like, the the expressions of the characters... Because the animation style is, is not, like... You know, a lot of these guys tend to look the same. Like, mm-hmm. the show looks so unique. You know, color color aside, uh, motion aside, like, how they, how they, like, talk with, you know, their faces and their movements. Like, it's, it's, it's real, but it's almost uncanny but it doesn't look unnatural you know like it's quirky almost not like ranking at king's quirky but like Mm. you know it's this show it's a fucking vibe man it's and i can't stop watching and the crazy thing is like the i'm watching it at like two three in the morning each week because i'm up with a freaking baby (laughs) you know it's just like you know it's fucking and there's there's one point uh i think the first episode 
um, I had watched, it, it was within the first week of it being out, and I was up at four in the morning. And there's a line in the show of like, isn't it just like a weirdness being, you know, being up, being up and out at four in the morning, just having like the quiet of the world. And I'm just like, wow, that's a little weird. But like, you're right. You know, like, I feel like I'm alone in the world right now watching this. But, it is um, so weird being up late watching TV. Yeah. And Isn't it's, it? It's so weird, man. Like it's, it's, um, but I don't know. Like I, I do still think you should check it out because like, <laughs> it's crazy because like it'll just be like full tonal shift like the color will just set the mood like you know like they're it's just the two of them and they're kind of up in the skyline and it's all purple like hard hard purple and then they're back down on the street level and it's like yellow like you know you know how like you're under like a street light at night and you know like there's kind of like this they're slowly building a cast of characters and you know kind of like hijinks are ensuing but it's 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 fucking cool man i i understand you know, this is another one of those shows years for years now I've been seeing lists of like the shows that need to be adapted. You know, this is going to be when it does get adapted, it's going to knock, you know, it's going to knock people out. And when this was announced, everyone that I fucking listened to really? and I watched, everyone was saying this is the show to watch. And I, I agree with them all. You know, at the end of the day, like there's just some stuff that it's you know hard to mm-hmm. fully buy in. But I'm like almost there with it, you know, and, I, right. and who knows by the end of the season maybe I'll like soften the blow a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. you know, in contrast, I'm watching made in abyss and I'm like, that's fucking weird. And there's a lot of shit I really don't fucking like. Interesting. God, what but, a, you know, but it's, we have to talk about it next week. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I think we had talked about season one. when we had I watched never it. watched it's, season one. Eh? It's, it's weird. It's uh incredible world building. Um, you know, great storytelling. Just, I don't know. It just there's too much stuff with kids and I, it, mm. it grosses me out and mm. I, we were like say no more this, fans yeah yeah i don't i don't want to get into it because it's it's hard to get so many animes it. do that it's weird it's really really weird but uh call of the night i i i'm sure anyone listening like if if you're keeping up to date with the seasons you're, you're i i would love to people people's insight but dave the vibe yeah. like every literally everything around i think 60 40 is not even a good number it's honestly would be 80 20 or oh, even okay. like you know 85 15 but um it's everything around like again the voice acting blows me away like you know the the main uh, the main character the vampire like she'll just like you know she'll kind of flow between sultry voice to like go- like goofing around voice to play you know it just and him too like the the emotions they can get across with their voice and there's so many good shows with so many good performances but at the end of every episode i'm just like damn their point got across <laughs> you know like it's right yeah the Interesting. Guy, the, the, the main character he he does sulky better than i've, I've seen in a long time wow better yeah, than not me? like yeah <laughs> no just barely better than you interesting that's mm. uh okay call of the night if listener you're watching call of the night or and or made an abyss for that matter mm. just send us a thumbs up or a thumbs down grant sounds mm. torn do i watch it feel free to weigh in because i'm, I'm, I'm not curious how other people night. i am torn on i am tor- legitimately torn on uh, made in abyss yeah yeah okay i'd be curious to hear what everyone else is is thinking about those two i feel like i have to watch the pilot of call of the night at the very least yeah like i went out i think i queued it up i put it on the list i just didn't get around to it you have all these feelings we got to get to it mm-hmm. okay let's end strong let's do it q a baby let's talk about the q a thank you for your questions again we are going to probably continue this or experiment with it 
Um, as long as there's interest, we'll do it. Maybe we'll take a week off here and there, but it's time for the Q&A. We have two questions, Grant, from listener abenak.54. Sorry if we butchered that. Abenak, Ebenak. Actually, Thank this, questions. Yeah, and this person sent us such a lovely note one time talking about how they started, um, like, I think, school, and they'd been listening oh, yes, to yes, us. Yes, yes. It really made both of our days. So thank you mm-hmm. for your question, and thank you for the note that preceded it. Um, will you be watching the upcoming Ranking of Kings special episode? Grant? Yeah, for sure. Um, I haven't finished it yet, because despite having an anime podcast, I don't watch anime. Um, I, you know, I'd be curious to hear what you think. Abenak 54 about the the cartoonish childlike quality of the animation it just bothers me it took me out of it clearly mostly my problem because everybody else and their mothers loves uh ranking of kings but um yeah grant will watch it he'll probably talk about it on the show is that fair to say absolutely for sure and wow another one for grant this is bullshit <laughs> is grant excited about the new haiku two-part movie that wraps up the series i saw you and vivian uh chatting well, about this forth, yeah so you want to fill me in what's going on so <clears throat> with haiku? so over so over the weekend on saturday they announced that you know the f- and to my surprise i i was a little caught off guard it, the series is ending with a two-part movie um no season just two movies like again no word of length or anything like that mm. um i'm not torn because i think i i i think a season would be nice you know i, I like the time i like the week to week i like the digestion i'm a little bummed because you know haiku does um you know just the suspense better than any one you know it's crazy how a sports anime leaves me more on the edge of the, my seat than most like we you know crazy shonen or seinen or, or any of this stuff you know like it really the show completely took us off our feet we're in love it's one of our all-time favorites i do remember like doubting you big time here and then uh we fell off of it for whatever reason but we did watch i want to say between five and ten episodes mm-hmm. and that that show is absolutely worth the hype so if you're it's dynamite. Lis- yeah it's absolute dynamite yeah. if you're somehow listening to this and you're unaware or you haven't seen haiku um i really strongly recommend it it's very strong and it opens up a whole new genre of anime because sports anime are uh, apparently quite big but i digress go ahead so you know i i think i'm a little bummed that you know i feel like the week to week of a new season would have been a new thrill for us it would have been a first from the and i right yeah so but you know with a movie like it's 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 like binging right it's all in the moment essentially depending however long they are i'm fine with it um you know, if anything, you know, Mugen Train and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and like all these other anime movies that are canon, you know, like the Kaguya-sama uh, Kaguya series is getting a movie for the next arc. Oh, really? Uh, before the next season. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I think it's becoming a more, I think it's always been a thing, but I've, you, you tend to see it a little more in the past like year or two. I think since yeah. Mugen Train kind of, you know, I think they just saw dollar signs there, but um, no, I, I am excited, but I think the problem is, and you know, we've read some of the manga. We haven't gone too far. Apparently, there's like people are convinced there's like ten hours of like adaption left. Um, right. So people are a little worried about like. You it know, sounds like an Attack on Titan similar. Like, is there room? How are they going to structure it? So blah, I don't blah, know because I don't. Kind of I don't want to. I don't want to spoil any of it. Like I'm, I don't even want to touch on. I know Leanna has like one odd little spoiler, but it's it's so 
it's not even like narrative wise it's just kind of tertiary stuff but um, there's there's ground to cover there's ground to cover so i think people are kind of like how, how in the fuck are you going to do that um you know in in two movies and are the movies going to be a year apart are they going to be like are they really mm-hmm. going to stretch this out in the whole thing so i don't i don't know i i am very much excited for haikyuu to know what's official and happening um i saw the key art of the announcement of just hinata you know just looking fierce and i'm like wow my boy, boy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I got, I just had a big smile on my face. I'm like, I fucking love the show and I'm, I'm always going to want, I'm always going to, I'm going to be happy no matter what. You know, so. that's, that's a show kind of like fully Cooly. It kind of makes you smile oh. just uh, in, in spite of yourself, you know, so fucking good. it's a good one. All right. Yeah. So, well, it, it was so funny because, you know, Joey was over uh, this week or typical. this weekend. Typical, you know, brother-in-laws. Yeah, Shout well, out, Joe. They're the worst. Blood in my blood. Um, anyway, so we were just like talking about the announcement, and we literally talked for about thirty minutes of our favorite art, like what our favorite arcs and our favorite moments in Haikyuu were, and like what was like, you know, what was that one moment? We we're just like, oh shit, you know, like we literally just talked Haikyuu <laughs> for thirty minutes. How and many we seasons walked away from are the conversation. Uh, there's four. Damn. Sorry, yeah. you were saying. But it's just you know you're just like you talk about Haikyuu and get a big smile on your face. Like it's. You know, it's it's just such a realistic show, yeah. even like from the fact that like some of the characters doing like crazy stunts, but like yeah, yeah. it doesn't even touch like the you know the uncanny or anything like that. I highly, highly recommend IQ. Yeah, I, I second that. Um, okay, last Q and A of the week mm-hmm. um, from listener Samus. Like zero zero suit Samus. Zero I don't know. Suit Samus. There's no more uh, context than that. Um, most and treat uh most and treat see i already this is what happens when we go over an hour grant um most and least true to manga anime series so like i don't think we're gonna have empirical yeah, or like holistic answers but i i can tell you some that i know sure do you, do, you, do any come to you i think full full metal is the one that comes to mind yeah so okay the so, most true yeah well it, actually here's Here's a fun fact, and I'm so glad you brought up Full Metal. And I think s- this listener, Samus, is watching Full Metal Alchemist, uh, Brotherhood, that is, right now. So here's the deal with Full Metal, and this is good for Liana as well. Um, full Metal Alchemist actually can go on both lists as the most unfaithful and the oh, most faithful course. because there are two flavors of it. There's the original, which I think was 2003 or something like that, or was it 97? Um, anyway, there's an original Full Metal Alchemist anime just called Full Metal Alchemist, and it covers like basically the first season or a little bit less of f- what Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood covers. And they ran into a Game of Thrones problem where they caught up to the source material, which was not done and had quite a bit left. And they just said, well, we're just going to diverge now. So. Like, its first half was, like, so extremely loyal. Mm. Like, it was, like, manga frames just on the screen. And then in the second half, they just completely told their their own story, which has literally nothing to do with the rest of the plot of Full Metal Alchemist. Have you watched all of the original runs? Um, big heaps of it. I can't remember if I finished it, like, beginning to end. Because, like, especially the end. The end just... It's, like, it's good in its own right. It, it is, um, but it does land on like the unfaithful list because like they just diverged and tell a different story, right? Mm. I would say, and I really don't think I'm like off here. Like they're missing like seventy percent 
of the rest of the story mm. like of where like where their canon ends from their adaptation there's like still 70 percent of the story to go and so they just like do their own thing it's obviously it's much shorter as well compared to the uh to the uh second and like super faithful um series um and then for do you have one for uh or no you, you said uh, full metal for most um that was my unfaithful answer my faithful answer is actually something you'll appreciate grant it's death note Oh, like panel for panel. Oh, really? Eh? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have too many more. I think because <clears throat> Leanna reads more manga than I do, but I know when we finished, uh, uh, my senpai is annoying. Mm. I, you know, I went up and I picked. We we got most of the. I think we have all of them now, and you know, she she's read through them, and you know, she'd be like, "Oh, that's new." And she'll be like, "Oh, like I haven't seen that yet," or, or oh, like, "Oh, yeah, funny. that's like." So like, she'll just a moment like, "Oh, it's a new moment," you know, that I haven't seen and. From what it sounds like, I don't think she's really touched any territory that we haven't seen in the first season. Like, there's some kind of like rearrangements, yeah. like out of order stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, it, I guess House Husband too. It's pretty, pretty strange. Yeah, that's a good point. Was it you that got Sam and I? We watched like a Food Wars show. Wars show. Did we talk about that? It was some yeah. weird. Was it Food Wars? Did I recommend you guys watch? Yeah, but did we watch I mean, Food Wars? I'm just trying to figure out that. I think Sam found Food Wars. Yes. Right? yes. You want to watch that? <laughs> and then we did, and we had like mixed reviews, to say the yeah. least. But but on Food Wars, I think that's also a show that's known to be super uh, faithful oh, really? to, it, to its adaptation. So Damn. if that matters to you. You know, they weren't messing with anybody's vision when they did it that way. <laughs> that was the intent. Yeah, sounds like a lot of verse. Yeah. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it for me, Grant. Yeah, I got, uh, I'm all out. Yeah, all right, bud. Um, okay, this has been a fun episode. Thank you again for the questions. This is fun. We're going to keep doing that in the news feed. Seems to, like, give the f- show, like, a good flow. Um, so many friggin' shows coming this fall. Grant and I have been talking off mic about how on earth we're going to cover and what we're going to cover and what how it's all going to look. I think we got a plan. I do think we got a plan. I think we got a lot of bricks, you know. Um, We just got to make a house. But uh, no, I think we're we're really excited for when everything starts kicking off. So lots of exciting stuff to come. Um, If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on, and follow us on Instagram at Part Time Otaku Podcast. Other guy, otherwise. Jeez. We will see you next week. Grant, say the the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.